What's happening, everybody? This is your old friend Waz back on the mic, and we just did 5,000 downloads. And with 5,000 downloads, our old friend Patrick has returned. Welcome back, Patrick. Thank you, Ben. I am so happy to be back. And um, yeah, what a time to come back to at, at, at 5,000 downloads. Ever since I've kind of been out of the picture, it's just exploded. And a lot of that is thanks to do to, to your hard work, Ben. Um, and you had your another your friend Kira, is her name Kira, right? Yeah, she was a coworker from Trader Joe's. We got together, um, and I needed someone to do co-host. And you were working a lot of hours, and you know I was like, all right, well, she was willing to do it. She jumped on board. We started reviewing movies, and so now there's the three of us on this podcast. It's great. It's great. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that you know you've continued with it. You keep putting in the effort, and clearly it's showing. And I think that that's definitely something to be proud of. I'm certainly proud of it, um, even though I haven't, you know, I've been behind the scenes a little bit more as of recent, but definitely a huge accomplishment. Uh, so yeah, what a, what a time for the podcast. Yeah, and like shout out to um, Oregon, India, um, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and everybody that's been listening to us uh, across the world. It's been like amazing. We see you. We see you, and uh, it's it's amazing to see. You know, it's just the the global reach that it's had and keep on enjoying it it's it's great and that's what inspires ben certainly to to keep making the podcast and uh that's what it's all about yeah it's just it's great yeah so we're going to talk about college uh patrick wants to talk about college and whether you know the pricing and whether it's worth actually going to college nowadays or, or doing a trade um take it away pat sure um so i think that at least for myself college was always going to be like what it was you know my my after high school, what I was going to do. I never had another thought. And I think a lot of that is due to what's taught to kids these days is that you go to high school, you go to college, you get a degree, and then boom, like you get a job. And I think that while maybe, you know, in 30 years ago, 40 years ago, a college degree was worth a lot more than what it is today. Personally, I did, I have a four-year degree that I got from a state school and it's, so it's a bachelor's degree. And those are basically a dime a dozen these days, right? They really aren't worth what they used to. And Anybody who's been, you know, in school and, and just came out or whatever and is looking for a job, you'll find that the minimum job requirements are insane and they require years of experience, which for somebody who just graduated college is basically impossible. Um, how are you going to have working experience if you're in college and you don't have a degree yet? And a lot of them require master's levels degrees and just like the most insane amount of experience and skill sets and I think a lot of that is due to the like basically a flooding of people with degrees, but people who are, you know, maybe unqualified because they're given out so easily. I, you know, I went to a state school, like I said, and I can honestly say that it was not very difficult for me. I was a slightly above average student and I just did all my work and it was not hard. So it's very easy these days to get a degree. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, and that's all due to I think what kids are getting taught in school you know i don't know what it was like for you in your day like maybe it was like pretty college focused right like in the 80s whatever right well for me um i went to north shore community college in lynn uh i was going through my mom's death and it, my dad was old and for me college was not anything i wanted to do i spent most of it drunk i went to the classes drunk i uh i watched people that did get degrees in computers come back and have to retake the computers because like of the different programs like they were learning like one program then they'd go out and then it would change so they had to come back and learn a whole another program and um 
you know, it just, it, uh, back then college degrees were more important, but um, I see now like what you're talking about. Like I watch people that have no college degrees or like any education become management. I mean, they're just giving these right. management positions. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, things like trades, um, you know, your your carpenters, your electricians, your plumbers, etc., have become in a bit of a, a shortage because um, the people who were previously going to school for those, you know, back in, you know, 30 years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago, when that kind of thing was more encouraged, those people are leaving the workforce and they're leaving behind these empty spaces for kids, my, or, you know, college, high school age kids to take. And you don't have to spend four years in college. You can get a job within a year or two if you do your apprenticeship, your journeyship, whatever it might be. And you're making nearly six figures depending on what you're in. You know, specialties like electricians and stuff like that, they make ridiculously good money. And I've had friends who decided to go into trades after after high school instead of going to college. And they're doing very well for themselves. And I had to go through four years of school, pay a ton of money. And then I even consider myself lucky to have gotten the position that I got. I think that my the position that I have, I got very lucky to have. It you know, it's it's not common for people to get a job in their field out of school. Uh, I went to school for finance and I got very lucky that I got a job. It's just there's not enough places for people to get jobs. And so like I'm sure that you can you know probably know friends that are in the trades and that kind of stuff and they probably do pretty well for themselves. Oh yeah, I have uh, a bunch of friends that are carpenters, electricians and um what they tell me is uh, earned compared to entitled. Uh, they feel that they went and did these things. They had to be hands-on. They earned the money and the places they are where they feel people that went to college, they feel like they're entitled. They feel like they, when they leave college, they feel like they're entitled to a great job. And that's the difference because they're not guaranteed to get a great job. Right. And so I also had a part-time job at Home Depot um, recently uh, that I'm no longer working at now. But one of the kids who I worked alongside of was a high school senior and he was stressed because he didn't know whether or not he wanted to go to college or what he wanted to do after high school. And that's unfortunately a very common thing is people don't know what they want to do. And that's, I think, totally natural. Um, it's a big step in life, probably their biggest step in life up until that point, right? Is like, okay, I'm an adult now. What do I do? And he really didn't want to go to college, but his family was pressuring him into going to college. Um, he had two older brothers <clears throat> who had both gone to four-year university, so he was the youngest, um, and he felt like that he, you know, it was going to be, he was almost going to be looked down upon if he didn't go to college. But I kind of advised him and was kind of like a soundboard for him. And I was basically telling him, hey, look, do what you want to do. Don't do what people are telling you to do. If you feel like, and he wanted to become, like he wanted to be potentially like a tradesperson. I think he wanted to be an electrician specifically. And I was like, then do that, do that. It won't cost you nearly as much time, nearly as much money. And then if you don't like it, then college is always there for you. But the thing is, is it's just, it seems like today it's frowned upon if you're not going to college, right? And it, or it's, it's almost like, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, it's, it's kind of frowned upon. Is that how you would say it? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, me and Kira did a movie called three idiots and, uh, it deals with colleges in India and the Indian culture frowns upon people that don't go to college to them. It's a, a mandate that they go to college and become something, you know, educated and mm -hmm. making a lot of money. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And like in, in with my job, uh, we're outsourcing a lot of our uh, customer service and roles like that to India 
because there's a lot of smart people there. But yeah, to, to your point, it's like this kind of, uh, you know, bad thing in a way. But I, I just I hate the narrative that, like I was saying, that you need to go to college in order to be successful. That's simply not true. And I don't know what it will take for people to realize that. But literally the people who are working, um, it's white collar, right? Those are. Yeah, they call white, white, white collar. White, these people who are working white collar jobs are literally, you know, building the country and keeping your sidewalks. Your, your, your oh, no, your no. Streets. Those are blue collar. Those are blue, co- blue collar, blue, blue, blue collar, collar. Yes. yeah, blue collar, blue collar. Um, these blue collar people are building the houses that you live in, and they're essentially responsible for, you know, contributing to a lot of what we take advantage of. Having running water in your house, having electricity in your house, anything like that is all thanks to people who work in blue collar jobs, not people like me who work in white collar jobs, right? I'm just a pencil pusher, if you will. So I think that it's time for society to to realize that there's a shortage of people in. Uh, blue collar jobs and how like time to correct that time to you know there's plenty of tech schools out there like you know we we're from lynn there's lynn tech which is a great tech school your son right or you know whatever my stepson your yes. stepson yeah he's a he's a product of going to lynn tech and getting a job you know in a, like that kind of field right he drives a bmw i don't i just want to point <laughs> that out by the way so yes he went to tech school yeah and i i it's just I think if you're a kid in high school or high school age kid and you're thinking to yourself, what's next for me? I think that you can absolutely consider things outside of college, no matter what the environmental pressure is. Well, at least in America, because like I was saying earlier, there's just a shortage of people. There's going to be jobs there. The market is great. The people who are coming out of college, it, it like if college is your route, you definitely want to get your money's worth and go for something that is actually, you know, relevant in today's day and age, i.e. computer science, technology, that kind of thing. But the comp- competition for that is fierce and you're not guaranteed a job. And if you don't have a fallback, I mean, then you're you're going to be not working in your field and you're going to be wor- wasting all those years doing something else. I mean, so, I mean, you, you got to look at these things before you make these decisions because it's rough out there. It is absolutely rough out there. Um, so kind of to go on a little tangent from that, when after I got my degree, I kind of thought to myself, okay, what now? Like, okay, I, I did the college thing. Now what? Um, I graduated in May of 2020. So that was at basically the height of COVID, you know, in, in the, the second to the third quarter of uh, 2020, 2020. So I just started applying like crazy, like almost in a panicked sort of frenzy. Because I had bills to pay, I had a future to to grow, right? Um, my fiance had just graduated from college as well, and she was kind of doing the same thing, trying to find her groove. So it can be very difficult, even for those college kids, to find jobs. And that's again why considering other options is totally fine. And I'm just I'm done with the the negative stigma that people who work in trades gets. I understand it because their work is dirty. It's hard. It's hard work, right? They come home and they have to they have to shower and everything like that. It's long hours. It's hard work. Whereas as, as me sitting at home in my chair in my pampered little office, it's not hard. But those people are working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever seen Time Machine? No. So Time Machine, basically, the man gets a time machine. He goes back, he goes forward in time, and he it's a utopian world. Well, at least he thinks it's a utopian world. Um, there's the Eloys and the Molochs. The Eloys live on top of the ground and they are 
what would you be considered rich and pampered and living the luxury life and below ground is the Morlocks, the hard workers, the the they're they're viewed upon as dirt. But see the things is the Morlocks feed off the Eloys. So they gotcha. so basically like Okay. You know, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And that's basically what this is right now. Right. It's a symbiotic world. Right. That's a pretty good contrast to sort of what these kids or what the current climate is for people in America, I think. What was the name of the movie? It's called The Time Machine. Time uh, Machine. Check it out, people. Great movie. Check it out, people. After you listen to this podcast, check it out. Maybe they can kind of go hand in hand. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, something else to to kind of touch upon is okay say you you don't know what you want to do you don't know if college is the right option you don't know whatever you may be considering a trade if you're happy with what you're doing the famous the famous thing is like if you're happy with what you're doing you never work a day in your life and thankfully for myself i kind of feel that way and if you hate your job if you hate what you're doing and you did it because you felt pressured or whatever you're gonna be miserable every single day and i see so many people who just say oh i hate my job i hate my job but they have to do it because they have bills to pay, they have people to feed, they have a roof to keep over their head. And that's that's unfortunate. And it probably in some ways is caused by people not exploring more options when they're coming out of high school. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So I work two jobs. I work at sure does. Trader Joe's and I work at BJ's. And I absolutely love working at Trader Joe's. I go there every day. I laugh. I have a good time. I joke. I get along with everybody. And I don't like going to BJ's because the, the environment's different because it's not the same, you know, and I work just as hard. It's just I'm not as happy. Right. And I'm sure that BJ's, I hope you're not listening. I'm sure that your time at Trader Joe's, which you're full, you're full time Trader Joe's, right? And yes. full time both. Or? Uh, I'm full time Trader Joe's and I work about 25 to 30 hours. At right. BJ's. But I'm sure that the Trader Joe's hours, because of how you feel about the organization, your job. They probably go by a lot faster. You have good camaraderie with people you work with. So it it seems like less of a of a pull really, right? Yeah, it's more like hanging out with friends than it is a job. Exactly. Like I had mentioned earlier, I did a little time. I worked at Home Depot as a for a part-time job recently. I left in September of 2023. Um, I was just doing it as a little thing on the side uh, to for some extra money. And I felt the same way. It was just it was just not for me. And I could not live every day working at that job. It just it wouldn't be it for me. And I think it all ties back to just not making wrong choices, but making choices for you. Don't be pressured into anything, that kind of right? Yeah, I agree. So many of you probably don't know this, but me and Patrick actually worked for Home Depot a long time ago together in Saugus, Massachusetts. And um me and Patrick can testify on people that had been management that didn't deserve to be management that weren't educated enough to be management and me and him had to pick up the slack for them and yeah i mean that that's a shows that goes to show you that you don't have to nowadays have the education you think you do to be in a management position which is sad i just want to say it is a freaking sad situation but it does happen a lot you're right i mean and especially like let's just use trader joe's as an organization for you know as an example you can have people who start there in high school or just after high school whatever it is and make their way up the corporate ladder with no problem i don't know if there's there's probably not like any kind of degree requirement for any sort of like you call them mates right 
any yeah. sort of mates, anything like that. Like that's also fine. Like the retail world, if you put in the time and effort and you are an overachiever, like that's an another career that anybody can do. Like even your wife was doing something so like she was like a, a store manager, right? And something like that. And like that's she's a grocery manager for a stop and shop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, you can do that too. <laughs> There's so many different retailers. Like we can use Home Depot as an example. One of my best friends who I used to work with at the Saugus Home Depot, um, his name was Junior. He started out in my department. Now, Junior is from Haiti and he has a wife, he has a child, and they they actually live in the Dominican Republic still. So he is here, his mom is here, but his wife and kid are in the Dominican Republic. And Junior started out as a basic associate at the Home Depot and has now worked his way up to the role of assistant manager. Um, within like three or four years time and it just goes to show again hard work is always rewarded and i think that me and you <laughs> certainly know a lot about what hard work is because um, we were working way preach, more than preach yeah, especially you we were working let's be honest way above our pay grade um, and that's because i think in a lot of ways we were probably too prideful um, and we wanted to i guess be valuable we wanted to to just do what we're supposed to do. And if you do that, like Ben and I did, and like what you know my friend Junior did, you will be rewarded. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, and it didn't work out for me at, at Home Depot, but I left and went to a better situation where I'm actually appreciated. I think that's where the one thing about Home, De Home Depot that was wrong for us is me and Patrick killed ourselves, but they didn't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, getting recognized and appreciated is definitely very motivating especially in a retail environment where you're doing a job that maybe people don't want to do. Like, for example, in, in our former uh, Home Depot careers, like working in the concrete aisle, for example, like sweeping concrete dust and breathing that in all day long. It's not fun. It's hard work. But we we did it. And yeah, maybe we didn't get appreciated as much as we could. Obviously, there's a reason why you left. And I did too, eventually. Yeah. I mean, you got to think like when you guys drop off used concrete that's left out in the rain and those bags are like now just pure big concrete blocks we had to lift them up and throw them into dumpsters so the, listen that's not fun especially when you're a 130 pound old man i mean that's not a great time i'm just done i mean i feel great and muscles but uh no yeah yeah no 100 percent um and i think you know just to kind of recap that what it boils down to is in a retail environment if you're putting in hard work and you come to work every day, you're on time. Punctuality is huge, I feel like, these days. Like, the kids in my generation, oh, my God, they're awful. I worked with a whole bunch of them when I was at the Home Depot up here. So I actually live in Nashua now. I moved from Lynn to Nashua with my fiance. We bought a house up here last year. And at this Home Depot, there was a bunch of kids that work there. And they hire kids that are 16 years old. And my God, these kids do not know how to work these days, man. I swear, the generation that's coming up, it's just so different than... Firstly, your generation, and then even some of my generation, I feel like it was it was kind of split. Would you say like my, my generation kind of split? Get off your phones. <laughs> yeah, the electronics and their influence on them as early kids, I think, has really shifted the way that they act and behave. Yeah, I would literally. Uh, I managed sketches for a little while, and I'd be looking for my staff, and I'm like, where are they? they would be crouched down in the aisle on their phones. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, well, my friend's on TikTok or my friend's on Facebook. I'm like, get off your phone. They're like, there's no one here. I'm like, I don't care. At least pretend that you're working. 
don't let me see you goofing off. I mean, have some pride. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it at all. So I was born in the late 90s. I had my first cell phone when I was a freshman in high school. So when I were was I when I was a kid, when you were kids, like we went outside. Imagine that. Why not going outside, right? Bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> kids these days probably don't even know how to ride bicycles. Um, it's just crazy. And I can't help but think like what kind of long term effects that kids growing up these days are gonna have on their envi- on their environment. Like when they're managers and when they're, you know, people who are leading massive companies or you know, cities or countries or government, whatever it might be. Like, that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, you got to experience life. The computers and the right. games are not life. Right. Go experience life. Go out in the world. Like, take walks in the in the wilderness. Do something fun. Get on your bicycle. Go ride around. Experience the world. Yeah, 100%. It's just, it's wild to me. And I, I, I don't mean to, like, generalize across an entire age group, but I think that a majority of kids these days are growing up in different ways than Ben and I grew up. Certainly Ben, because no offense, Ben, but you know, cell phones weren't invented. So you had to go outside. Beeper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could call people from house to house, right? But then you went outside, you went to the park, whatever it is. My generation, it's kind of like 50-50 maybe, but then this, yeah, the current generation is just crazy. They're, they're glued to the electronics. Um, but also, I feel a majority of them, at least that I've interacted with, it's like the work ethic. Um, so the kids who I'd work with at Home Depot, it's just like no effort. Like they just, and I, I get it to some extent, these 16-year-old kids, they've never worked before, fine. But like the, the 18, 19, 20s and stuff like that, it's just like, you know, why are you here? You're lucky they don't fire you. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. Like like we're talking about like being outside. And um, when I was young, I'd leave school. And I wouldn't go home until at least 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. And on the weekends, I'd be out of my house at like 9 a.m. <laughs> and I wouldn't be back in my house till 11 or 12 at night. And my mom, I'd, I'd call to check in to tell my mom where I was so she didn't freak out. Sure. But I was always like on my bicycle going to like, you know, driving uh, to Wakefield or Melrose. These are like half hour, 45 minute drives on a bicycle. But I, <laughs> Oh, at I, least. At I, least. Just, I just wanted to go there and like have fun and meet girls and, you know, just experience life and it was just so beautiful like you'd be driving with your friends you'd be joking and laughing you know and people watch what stand by me and they watch them walk in the train tracks like that was my life like we used to walk the train track we used to do all kinds of stuff on bicycles and it was the camaraderie there's no i I don't know it's weird the camaraderie nowadays is just all on the computer it's not actually physical right and you know that definitely is going to have some kind of impact down the road i'm almost afraid to see what it is because they're now they're graduating college. Some of them are graduating college, graduating high school, and they will be in positions of power around us. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing about blue collar workers. They have camaraderie because they're always around electricians. It's like, it's like a brotherhood yeah, or a sisterhood. They're, they're all intertwined. Like you have to have the carpenters, you have to have the electricians, you have to have the plumbers. So they all know each other. They all there's like a, a bond with each other. Like you know, oh hey, this guy knows how to do this. You should hire him. You know, and it's like they fight for each other to get jobs and stuff and to, to, to make the money. And I don't see that in the white collar world because the white collar work is all on their own and they want to cut throat because it, they it want is. the job. It is. Yeah, 100 percent. And I've experienced things like that, too. But yeah, exactly. To your point with the blue collar workers, a lot of them are unionized for one thing. Right. So it is like almost like not a not a clan, but it's a group. And 
the good thing about with blue collar workers is if they suck, if they're slacking, they don't make it. They'll, nope. <laughs> they'll, they'll get rid of you right away. And again, that's, a, that's another reason why trades aren't a bad idea is because more likely than not, and especially more likely than if you're working in, in a retail environment or a white collar environment, whatever it is, you're going to have people around you who are working. It's so it's it's never going to be like, oh, I wish, you know, this person would do more. I wish they would do their job. Uh, it's more reliable, in other words. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if you don't do your job, you can cost them thousands upon thousands of dollars and you could injure someone if you don't do the electricity right or you don't do the the beams right or yeah. you don't do the plumbing right. You could actually kill somebody. So you're, you, you are prone to detail. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like you could easily lose, uh, like, for example, an electrician could easily lose their licensure. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head what the process is like to get that back, but I'm guessing it's going to be a long period of time, probably some money and a lot of time probably not working. So these people are incentivized to do work well and then they get rewarded with it because they're getting paid well. And again, the shortage of blue collar workers is helping to increase that pay. They are having to incentivize it more and pay more so that they actually get people to do it. I saw some st statistic the other day, but like there were, I think, like, I don't know if it was electricians or plumbers was like number two or number three for most jobs created last year. I mean, you look around, look at all the buildings that are being built. I mean, we, we both live in a city, but it's like everywhere. And then in, you know, closer to Boston, like Lynn and Melrose, Malden and all the, um, the Boston suburbs like Dorchester, all that kind of stuff. It's everywhere. These massive, massive apartment complexes, condominiums. And it's all super high class stuff, very expensive stuff, you know, like $3,000 a month, something like that. So there's no, there's no shortage of jobs out there. No shortage. Yeah, and like Patrick was saying, we worked for Home Depot. We worked in the lumber department. Let me tell you, when contractors came in, they bought a ton of stuff to like make sure that they had the right stuff for the building. And like, it's just that they were guaranteed these jobs and they guaranteed the money and you could see it in them. They wanted the best. And like they would look at the beams. They would look at like everything, make sure we did it right. Like they, they wanted top quality because they didn't want the customer to come back. I mean, how many times did that one lady come? Remember that one lady that used to buy her, that was building her house? How many times did she come in yeah. and pick out stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. There, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Did you ever, did you ever do any landscaping in all of your different career paths anytime? Mowing lawns, anything like that? I actually did. And I did pest control. Really? Because uh, landscaping is just another thing that comes to mind where I had a friend in high school who started his own landscaping business when he graduated from high school. He realized that college wasn't an option. Thankfully, he realized that early that college wasn't an option for him because he started like a, he started a small business and then it grew and then it grew and then it grew. And now he has like multiple, multiple trucks, multiple people that he he's hired like a staff of 10 to 12 people and he's easily making six figures a year. No problem. Uh, you know, landscaping throughout the um, the spring, summer, and then some into the fall, they start leaves. And then in the winter, they do plowing and sanding. And they, they work for the city. So they have city contracts and they just make a ton of money. And it's all year round. You know, maybe people think, oh, it's mowing lawns or whatever. But like, as soon as you can grow and branch out into different aspects within sort of kind of the same industry, the money potential is just infinite. Yeah, I have a friend named Jorge. He did the same thing. He started out with like a truck and a lawnmower and like now he has like a, a big business and he takes his money and he goes down to Mexico. He owns like a ranch down in Mexico and and then his brother uh, Juan, he's here for the winter with the plowing and the um, the snow blowing. 
So like it it's it's a family business and they like they they kill each other to like make sure like it's done right and they even hired a pool guy like that like has like different sure. ways to make pools. Sure. So like yeah, it, they they he came a long way and like I'm proud of the guy. I mean, he's he's done amazing. Exactly. And that story is out there. And yes, some will fail, right? But again, going back to like that hard work and, and ethic and treating people with respect and going above and beyond at some times for your customers, for your clientele will ultimately pay you back when they're referring you to other people or, you know, they're posting reviews, whatever it may be. That's how to grow the business. And again, this all kind of ties back to maybe not necessarily choosing college as your first choice. There are other options out there. And landscaping is maybe another one where it's it's blue collar and people are maybe sort of turning a blind eye to it. It's probably seen as like a dirty job, right? But people make good money. And at the end of the day, if you're just trying to to live your best life, earn a respectable wage, have a home, have a family, that can facilitate it. And it, it's, it's probably hard in the beginning. But then once you can start paying people to do it for you, you just sit back all day. You manage. You manage and make sure 100%. that and make sure that they're working to your standards. And after that, it's just, you know, kick up your feet and you make a percentage on whatever they do. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, um, I, I make no money for this podcast. We don't have any sponsors or anything like that right now. But like we just said, we had 5000 downloads and uh, that didn't come easy. Like I had to go. I dropped flyers off on cars. I drop, I'd go door to door and drop flyers off in mailboxes. Um, always doing something to promote the podcast and it's showing and it's hard work and it's been three years, but we're starting to really pick up. And like, like I said, we got all over the world. People are starting to like, like listen to what's happening and keep on listening, like follow us, like hit the like button, like wherever you're listening. But that shows like, like the hard work and dedication will pay off. You just got to stick to it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I'm sure that, you know, people, if you were doing this for a living, you know, maybe it would be a little bit more difficult, you know, but again, like he's saying, you know, putting in that effort and that kind of stuff, it will ultimately reward you. So, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. To kind of recap, I think basically what I want to say is college does not have to be your first choice, despite what people tell you. You can do other things. You can be a landscaper. You can be an electrician. You can be a plumber. There are plenty of schools. You could be another one, like, um, a mechanic like automotive technicians they make stupid money i have a friend who works at an audi dealership in peabody mass and he was showing me uh, a pay sub from one of his uh, like his best weeks and he made like almost four thousand dollars in a week just by just you know being dedicated doing he, i think he's like uh, he might be a, a foreman but it's like you make crazy money in that too but again it's a field that people maybe don't think about go to go to trade school Tuna fishermen, tuna fishermen make yeah. ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, you're at sea for a little period of time, but you come back, you got a stack. If you made a good haul, I mean, I mean, these are just trades, you know, that you could think about. Like, you don't have to like, don't narrow yourself. Don't don't look at the stereotypical 60s, 70s, 80s where you got to go to college, you exactly. got to get an education, you got to do this stuff. You know, if you don't go to college, you're never gonna make it. You're gonna be a loser. That is so dead wrong. Exactly. The t- times have changed. The current blue collar workforce is getting old. They're retiring. The baby boomers are retiring. So, you know, people who have been electricians and plumbers for 30, 40 years, they're retiring. And America needs those roles to be filled, those roles to be filled, excuse me. And so why not it? Why doesn't it? Why why can't it be you? 
and just to reiterate what Ben's saying, like don't play into the stigma. Don't play into the, you have to go to college thing. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And don't waste four years and potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that you don't even truly believe in, especially if you're like kind of in between on it. Don't waste your time. You'll ultimately kick yourself for it when you have to pivot and go into something else. Don't be afraid to get outside of your comfort zone either. Like especially you can go to these trade schools and just like maybe sit in on a class and see, oh, is you know, is this something that I'd be interested in? And before you make any kind of decision, keep your keep your horizons broad and don't be afraid to go against the grain. If I wasn't so prideful, if I didn't have the pre that, that notion, because I didn't, I didn't think about anything else than college. But if I had had that notion back then, maybe I would have considered that. Uh, because again, I got incredibly lucky to have actually found a job. The jobs that college people can find themselves are very scarce, like Ben is saying, because so many people are getting degrees and the blue collars, the blue collar jobs are still out there. So just to, just to close, do what you think is going to make you happy. Don't be afraid to broaden your horizons again. And don't listen to what the, the teachers at school tell you. Don't listen to what the guidance counselors tell you. College is not the only option. I agree 100%. And uh, I have nothing else to add to this. Do hit the like and follow wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, Kira and I will be doing like the movies and the reviews. Patrick and I will be doing conversations about like, you know, tennis, blue collar, white collar workers and other fun stuff like that. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. The family's back together. So welcome back, Patrick. Always pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, keep keep those views coming in. Keep those listening, those downloads, all that good stuff. Keep putting us out there. We truly, truly appreciate it. And thanks again for Ben for having me back on. Happy to be here and you'll be hearing my voice again soon. Well, that's it this time for What's Happening. <laughs>